Welcome to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. The fact that you're listening means you're ready to be inspired and empowered to take your life, love, and leadership to the next level. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Matt Morgan and today's topic comes from a guy named Jeff and his wife Krista who emailed in. Thanks for emailing you guys. And they said, hey, we've been married now for a year. What's the secret to living a happy life? And that's a great question. And I'm so glad you guys asked that because that's probably the number one question most people want, right? When I work with engaged couples, I ask them the question, what's your goal? They say, I want to be happy. And when I work with people who are on the precipice of divorce or who recently went through a divorce, the number one thing I hear on a regular basis is, well, I wasn't happy and I deserve to be happy, to which I think that's a fascinating statement. And I always ask them that and I say, hey, who taught you that? And when I ask that question, you guys, it's amazing how many people look back at me and they're like with a puzzled face, I don't know, (laughs) where does that come from? I deserve to be happy. We are such products of our culture today as Americans in particular when we think about deserving to be happy. Now, our Declaration of Independence says that we have the right to pursue happiness, but it doesn't mean that we have the right to be happy. And there's a fundamental but powerful difference. And so I think that phrase happiness, I deserve, or I want to be happy is awesome. (laughs) Okay. I'm not knocking happiness. I love happiness just as next as the next person, but I think there's something deeper under the surface that's powerful for us to look at that could be actually preventing us from experiencing the very desire we have, which is happiness. You guys, we live in a me-centered, consumer-oriented world, don't we? I mean, the effect of which we take the privilege like happiness and we end up making it a right. And those rights become demands that we think we deserve and we'll stop at nothing to get it. But the point is we don't end up getting it at all. And suddenly, not only do we consume stuff to that end, but as people, we consume people. As well, when we get into relationships, we actually can use people for our own personal happiness. And so when two people come into a relationship with the sole purpose of their intent of personal happiness, you know what ends up happening? They self-sabotage their own relationship. Because you guys, when two people focus on happiness you become exceedingly unhappy. Why? Because when you focus on you, your rights, which are directly linked to expectations, end up making you angry when your expectations aren't met, which make you what? You monitor your partner's behavior so that you can constantly try to control them to get them to start acting the way they used to in the first place, you know, when life was good, when you started dating, when you first got married, so that you could feel happy. So we try to force our partner to get them back so that we can be back in our emotional states. And what happens, you guys, you all know this, when you try to control people, what happens? You go out of control. It gets worse, not better. Do you guys know that several years ago, I remember the very first time I got on an airplane and when Wi-Fi came out, anybody remember that you're on an airplane when Wi-Fi came out? Okay. Gen X people listening, maybe uh, older millennials, maybe. But I remember the very first flight that I experienced where no one expected Wi-Fi to be on an airplane because it didn't exist. And so when the flight attendant came on the intercom and said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I have good news for you. We now offer Wi-Fi on this aircraft. (laughs) Do you know what the response was of everyone? We broke out in applause. We were so happy. Now, seven minutes into the flight, guess what happens? Wi-Fi crashes, it stops working, and guess what the response was from the passengers? 
<laughs> Overwhelming anger. I mean, people were like, I can't believe this. I'm never flying this airline again. This place sucks. What? 15 minutes prior, we didn't even know Wi-Fi existed on a plane. And within minutes after learning what a privilege it was, it shifted to a right we think we deserve. And that quickly, the shift happens. We're not happy at all. Not a chance. Just the opposite of happy. We're miserable. So what's the lesson? What's the key to happiness? Because I think happiness is a great goal and desire, but I think there are two things that would be powerful for us. And I think these two things are actually like two sides of one coin. The first side, let's say it's the head side of the coin, is this. If you want to be happy, are you ready? Shift your attitude toward gratitude. How do you do that? Well, you just change your expectations to appreciation. I mean, you guys, we're in November right now. Thanksgiving is around the corner. What a wonderful time of year to practice gratitude. I mean, every night I put my daughter to bed and uh, she's six years old and I say, Madison, what's the key to happiness? She goes, I know, dad, it's to be grateful. And we laugh and we say, okay, what's one thing you're genuinely grateful for? What's your highlight of the day? You know, just the other night she said poop. (laughs) And I said, hey, you know what? If you didn't have a bowel movement, how problematic would that be? So let's be grateful for poop, okay? And what's amazing to be able to see is that when you are grateful It shifts your psyche. It shifts your intention, not on what you don't have, but what you do. As people, I think our brains are hardwired to be able to see problems, right? Especially depending on your personality type. That's sometimes all you see. But it's amazing when you start thinking about what your partner or what someone did or didn't do that was actually a good thing and that you could be grateful for. And so Maybe if you're in a relationship and you're thinking, my partner pisses me off sometimes, okay? Okay, own it, say it. Don't pretend like they don't. But then I want you to actually maybe even grab a journal and write three things you appreciate about them. Now, I know this is going to be a hard exercise because some of you can rattle off 10 things you're annoyed of, but even one thing that you're grateful for and then share that with them, you guys, when you shift your attitude toward gratitude by changing your expectation to appreciation, You will launch yourself into an opportunity of lifelong happiness and, guys, real wholeness. I mean, studies show that when two people actually serve one another and go to the back of the line to outserve one another, do you know what happens? You become exceedingly happy. You get the things you want. And so when you shift your attitude toward gratitude, what you're doing is you're changing your mind. And that changes your life because you're choosing to change your lens, which changes everything. Here's a great example. When you're mad and when you want to go negative, right? And you're driving down I-25. If you live in Denver, Colorado, you're out somewhere else and you're, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad at this person, at my spouse, at my boss, at my friend, at my mother-in-law. And you got stories going on in your head, you know, like we all do. You have entire conversations in your head without even talking to somebody. What is that? Well, that's kind of our brain in going negative. And when you say things like, I can't believe he does, you know, he leaves that mess in that bathroom. How lazy can he be just hanging out every day instead of actually cleaning like I've told him to do? I shouldn't have to ask. We should already know. We've already had this conversation, all these expectations that we say in our minds. Well, I want you to simply ask yourself this question if you go negative, which is like 99% of us, okay? When you go negative, simply ask yourself this question. What's another way to look at that? That's it. I want you to pause before you react and respond and just say, hey, what's another way to look at that? 
Here's an example. Wow, I really admire how he doesn't just live in the tyranny of the urgent like I do. I freak out over little things. You know, maybe you could say, wow, I just love the way that she can relax and just rejuvenate when it's her or his day off. I want to learn how to be more like that so I can lean into that. I can learn from my partner. You guys, there are so many ways that we go negative, okay? Here's an example. Your insurance increases. What do you say? What's the first knee-jerk reaction in your head? Your insurance increases. What do you say? For some of us, we go, it's just the way it is. I can't do anything about it. Weight gain happens, okay? You know, winter's coming right around the corner at this time of this podcast. Well, there's nothing I can do about it, we say. Personal debt. Well, it's not my problem. It's someone else's to blame. It's not my issue. It's someone else that caused this issue in me. You know, maybe you have an issue with a child and we we think, oh my gosh, they're never going to change. I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. (laughs) Maybe you're out of sync sexually with your partner and you're thinking, you know what? This is just too difficult to attempt. This is never going to work. And so I'm tired of trying. And so I'm just going to be done. And so when you go negative, it colors your world. And then you say things like, I'm not happy. I deserve to be happy. And so many relationships don't end up going. And that's why the divorce rate is so high, you guys. It's because we think we deserve to be happy. We're not. We don't know what to do. We throw our hands up and we quit. But research shows that when you pause for even three seconds, you can change your entire day around and actually experience happiness. And it's amazing. You know, we are the only species on the planet that can change our mind and as a result, change our experience. So look back at that insurance increase thing. What was that first impulse? It's just the way it is. Well, if you actually were to pause, you could flip the script. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'll find another way. There's other insurances. I'm sure they love to compete against one another. There's another thought. Maybe when weight gain is happening, your first impulse is to say, oh, there's just nothing I can do about it. The three second impulse, just pause. And you're like, you know what? I love a good challenge. <laughs> Maybe that's it. And you want to be able to ask for help and accountability in that. And you're like, we got this. Maybe it's personal debt. And that first impulse was to blame someone else. And then you pause and you're like, you know what? The buck stops Here, I'm going to take personal responsibility for this debt that I have. Maybe for the child that's super problematic and you're thinking, is life ever going to change? I remember one mentor, he said something to me about parenting and he said, this too shall pass. Oh my gosh. And that's true. I mean, we see these things, these stages kids go through and this too shall pass really helps. Maybe for you, you're out of sync sexually. Remember that first impulse. It's like, why even try? It's too difficult to attempt. I've already tried and it doesn't work. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'm actually going to be a student and ask my spouse questions instead of nagging them with the same speech I give them every time. I'm going to flip the script. I had one buddy who told me, he was like, man, I wanted sex. My wife didn't want it as much. So goes the world in so many relationships. And he would say things like, I shouldn't have to tell you this anymore which is a very interesting thing. Anytime you say should or ought, that's an expectation. When you have an unmet expectation, there's one emotion that comes over you. You know what it is? Anger. (laughs) 100% of the time. So if you're ever angry, you guys just pause and go, hmm, what's my expectation? Number one, have I communicated my expectation? Number two, (laughs) and is my expectation reasonable? Number three, it was so amazing. My buddy said to me, he's like, you know what? We had this conversation about every month or so and I was so mad like, You should already know my needs. I shouldn't have to tell you this anymore. And he flipped the script and he said, you know what? I'm probably going to have to have this conversation every month and that's okay. 
And when he said that, he said, my life and my marriage got so much better. And I could actually put myself in her shoes when she's thinking about, hey, would you go help with the dishes? And he's like, I'm happy to help with the dishes, but I don't think about that. It's not my wheelhouse. And so when he put himself in her shoes in that way, he could understand her perspective rather than nagging. It's like, oh my gosh, this is not my natural bend. That three second impulse with flipping the script and she's probably going to have to remind him next month about the dishes. And that's okay. You change your mind and you change your life, you guys. Now that is something I want to sign up for. How about you? You see, in relationships, when you do this, you find that when you have gratitude and you shift your focus, you know, from your partner trying to force them or control them, it's amazing how your life gets so much sweeter and in turn helps them focus on, you know, helping and serve you, which makes both of you happy. And that's it. The greatest marriages are the two people who willfully sacrifice their own happiness by racing to the back of the line for their partner. And then they become exceedingly happy and joy and peace. And they start doing life again with your best friends. So for those of you who are married for a year or more or whatever, it's like, guys, you want the key to happiness? That's it right there. Shift your attitude toward gratitude and flip the script by changing your negative into positive. It doesn't mean being naive about, you know, the hard stuff of life. It's owning that, but then changing your perspective. You know what's better than even happiness? Being whole. Being whole is far better than happiness. You know what that means? I mean, recently there was a study that I read of the top five happiest countries in the world. Countries like Finland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, they were all rated as the happiest countries. And yet, simultaneously, those countries also had the highest suicide rates. (laughs) How could that be? Well, because friends, you could be happy but not whole. Why? Because happiness is only one small emotional aspect in the realm of emotion and what it means to be human. I mean, when a loved one dies, do you want to be happy? No. You want to be able to learn how to mourn and speak out the pain and lament properly so that you don't harbor that pain inside. You want to grieve and learn from that person's life so that you can carry it on into yours. You want to learn how to struggle well. That part of life makes you whole, but are you happy? Not at all. Happiness doesn't belong in that arena. When you fail, are you happy? No, not at all. But you know what it means to be whole? is to see how to fail forward. It's about how to turn failure and make it as an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. That's not fun, okay? But that's healthy and overall and over life, it makes you completely, completely happy. So shift your attitude toward gratitude and you'll see that. And that, friends, actually leads into the second side of the coin. This is the tail side of the coin. And probably the one that's probably going to actually really impact your life in an incredible way. And it's this question right here. If you want to be happy, ask yourself this question. It's completely anti-intuitive. Are you ready? What pain am I willing to go through? What pain am I willing to go through? And the answer to that question is how you actually experience something even better than happiness, but true fulfillment. And this is the key to actually what we really long for. We think happiness is the key to fulfillment, but happiness is only one aspect of that. Okay. I remember one point in my life thinking, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool to be a rock star? (laughs) You know, to be on stage play in front of thousands of people, you know, and then you're like, oh my gosh, the pain of lugging 60 pounds of gear to dive bars year in and year out on the road, constantly barely making ends meet. I mean, that pain 
It's just too much. And, uh, and so I was like, I'm done. I'm forget my guitar, you know, the whole thing. The fact that you can really only know as much joy as you do sorrow. Have you ever heard that? That's actually true. True happiness is a byproduct of the pain that someone is willing to endure. But you guys, we can't endure everything. In fact, pain is the thing that we're trying to run from. We are the most pain-averse culture in U.S. cohort history. We are hopped up on medication. We keep ourselves busy. We binge on Netflix and ice cream. We do anything we can to numb ourselves from pain. And so we can't lean into everything of life. But we know what? You got to ask yourself, there's a few things that you really would. And that is going to bring you bigger than happiness. It's going to bring you fulfillment. You know, some people, they want six-pack rocking abs, you know, and a beautiful bod. Okay. Some people want the corner office and the fat paycheck. Nothing wrong with that. Or the ability to play your favorite sport at the highest level. I mean, sweet. I mean, all these things sound amazing. But the question is, are you willing to eat clean every day of your life, seven days a week, quit eating dinner by 7 p.m., and, you know, live in the gym as a gym rep to get that rocking bod? <laughs> a lot of people are like, no thanks. I want it but I don't want it that bad. Are you willing to go to the pain of working tirelessly seven days a week to receive that corner office and that fat paycheck? Okay, some people, no. Are you willing to put your body through the most grueling physical workout saying no to all other fun sports you would love to play so that you can play at the highest level? You see, the truth is, friends, this is the questions that we really need to be able to process through. So my question to you is what pain are you willing to say yes to that would bring you fulfillment for the long haul? I mean, it doesn't matter what your answer is. It matters that you know what your answer is and that you lean into it. I'll never forget a mentor once told me, he said, hey, Matt, immediate freedom, you know, doing the easy thing, it leads to lasting struggle. And that's what most Americans do on a regular basis. We do the immediate easy thing, but then we wonder why we're not happy and we're constantly struggling. But on the flip side, there's another way to live. Immediate struggle leads to lasting freedom. <laughs> he was telling me, Matt, in this world, you will have pain and that's okay. But we get to decide when and how long to a lot of degree. And so what path do you want to go? Immediate freedom, which leads to lasting struggle or immediate struggle that leads to lasting freedom. I choose the latter. I mean, I remember after seven years of my marriage with my wife, Sarah, we both were working for the man at the time, so to speak. We had really good jobs. We had steady paychecks. We had a 401k. It was really, really nice. As we started speaking about fulfillment and what really brought us joy in life, we talked about being entrepreneurs, okay? And anybody who's been an entrepreneur, you're thinking about being entrepreneurs, lean in right now. This is huge. We talked about, you know, the goals we really loved. We loved making a difference and an impact in the world. We spend 40 to 80 hours a week and we want to be able to lean in and help people grow. And so Sarah does biochemistry and nutrition and she's got supplement companies and it's so incredible and inspiring to watch the way that she helps people in their health. I love help people in their life and their leadership and their relationships. And so we talk about the freedom to be able to have the luxury of utilizing and choosing our own time. We talked about, you know, the difference about contributing and giving back in the world. I mean, it all sounds wonderful. We talk about, you know, not having a ceiling to our financial margin and being able to make a lot of money and be able to use that money to give back. All of it sounds great, right? <laughs> 
until you're an entrepreneur. And then you realize the struggle. We always joke. It's like, why would I work for 40 hours for the man when I can work 80 hours for my own with no guarantee of a paycheck or a 401k plan set in motion? <laughs> I mean, that is the struggle. As entrepreneurs, you have to deal with so much uncertainty. I mean, one day you feel like a rock star. And then that very day, two hours later, you feel like, oh my gosh, is this business even going to work, right? And so people talk about work-life balance five days on and they forget about work when they leave and they go home and they have two days off and they go to the mountains, they play. Entrepreneurs are like, that sounds nice. Work-life balance doesn't work that way. We have to figure out a different way because you're the one keeping the ball rolling up hill and if you stop the whole thing stops and so work-life balance oh my gosh you got to redefine what that looks like and so there is so much pain that goes involved there's so many things we have to say no to we have to say no to comfort and security and stability every single day but we do so because we long for the bigger yes and it is worth it and it brings us fulfillment. And so in the same question, imagine for a moment, if you leaned in to these two simple things and yet profound things that would actually change your life. Number one, shift your attitude toward gratitude of the little things in life and you will experience so much joy and happiness and fulfillment. And number two, what pain and just a few areas of your life matter most to you? Because that, my friends, is where true joy and happiness and fulfillment is coming from. This is the key to happiness. Cheers for now. Thanks for listening to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. Subscribe below, share it with your friends, and if you want to take your life, love, or leadership to the next level, check us out online at mattmorgan.com.